to Turning Your Cruising Dreams into a Reality podcast. I'm Jackie Parry and it's good to have your company. Today we'll look at the very start of your cruising journey. Not the boat, not the equipment, but you. This episode is brought to you by Pantenius Yacht Insurance. I hope my story today will encourage and inspire you as well. As I looked back on my journey of entering the nautical world and where it has led me, it gave me pause for thought and it struck me that what I can see in my journey is what others need to know. Not only did I not know the front end of the boat from the back end, but I was incredibly shy thrust into a new world, a new relationship, a new culture and the boating world. The surprising result to ending up in a completely alien environment meant I looked at things in a new way and in some cases came up with a whole new way of tackling some of the challenges. So let me tell you a bit about my journey. I call it sea change. The majority of cruisers we met had a similar ethos. The man had a lifelong relationship with all things nautical. The woman didn't. But whether you're a man or woman or however you identify yourself, stepping out of the relative safety of your already established existence into the unknown to go cruising can be damn hard, frustrating and very scary. Remoulding your life into a salty structure and into the gate of the rolling seas means different things for different people. Recently, meeting a nautical novice, I was reminded of my first hellish year on board. Andrea's frustrations with the new world made me realise I did not pioneer these emotions. Indeed, many before have stepped bravely into our watery world and many will continue to follow in my soggy footsteps. Talking to Andrea and re-evoking these buried memories and emotions, I put fingers to keyboard and thought it worth explaining the enigmas I was faced with in the beginning. I hope this will help others who are currently experiencing coercion to perform metamorphoses from land-dweller to sea-gypsy. So... We were the mid-range cruiser, the ones that have enough for a seaworthy boat, ample navigation tools and enough dough not to have to source a paying job at each port. But where hot water meant boiling a kettle and showering was a public affair. For my first season on board, most of the time I felt stupid. The boaty community were welcoming and friendly but the language they spoke was foreign. Pass the painter. Now in my head, this would evoke vivid images of a tall, dark Italian man with an open white cotton shirt that has enticing splatters of coloured paint across the chest area. Reality brings you down with a thud when a painter is the bit of rope or string, my apologies, the line, that you tie your dinghy up with. I could see at this point I was going to struggle. Learning boat speak is the first hurdle. Surprisingly, I found it wasn't so much when I was sailing with Noel because I could point 
I could say what colour it was and pretty much identify the location of the lines. But the hurdle was when I was sitting in the cockpit sharing the sunset with other boaties. My head is playing up, a fellow cruiser may have uttered with brutal candidness. And if you don't know what this is, you start finding yourself covertly shuffling away from the poor soul and start wondering if he's a screwdriver short of a toolbox. Learning a completely new way to speak caused me to withdraw a bit, and I felt terribly shy and foolish. I had come from a corporate job, managing a large team and budget, understanding what was expected of me, and being in full control. Suddenly, I'm in this alien world with no regimented times, no project plan and laid out goals that used to be my daily mantra. When we purchased Mariah and hauled her out for the first time, I was suitably attired in rags from the charity shop in order to work and get filthy and do all those things on a boat you've got to do. Walking along the jetty in third generation baggy green pants and a t-shirt so out of fashion no one could recognise the pop group emblazoned across my chest. I felt very proud when a fellow boatie piped up. Well, you look like yachties. But when the time came to work on the boat, that looked so alien out of the water, I was completely lost. Feeling superfluous, I would try to help and just get in the way. The days would drag. I didn't understand the boating terms, let alone what jobs to do. I was never a handy person, so even painting was a bit of a struggle. With no understanding of the mechanics, dynamics, systematics and the endless jobs associated with preparing and maintaining a boat, I became bored, listless and actually I got fed up. Most sensible people at this point would have enrolled in a course, read appropriate manuals and asked countless questions. But I withdrew, which made the learning all the more difficult. Assisting my withdrawal were those yachties who have travelled as far as the end of their protected river and back every other weekend and consider themselves experts. These types of people would speak to me as if I was three years old, correcting everything I said. No, it's a galley, not a kitchen. It's a line, not a rope. I wish I'd been brave enough to say, who cares? You know what I mean. But the cloak of shyness that engulfed me kept me quiet. Talking to another adult as if you are conversing with an idiot is about as helpful and stupid as shouting at an oil leak. Fortunately, Noel was patient and undemanding. I don't care if you call it orange marmalade, as long as we both call it the same name, he explained which led to most items being called thingamajig, what's the name, ujimajig, and you know the duvalaki over there. Quite surprisingly, we both knew what we are both referring to, and we are a great team. I made some remarkable innovations very early into my sea gypsy life. Quite often, a newcomer has a novel idea and a refreshing way of looking and tackling tasks. Noel has struggled and umdenard over problems and I have come up with the perfect solution. At Demopolis Yacht Basin in Alabama, 
We spent three months on the hard. One day, Noel was perplexed and a little alarmed when I marched up to him holding a tampon aloft and thrust it in his direction. He had been staring at the pot of antifoul paint for some time, as if trying to will the puddles of rainwater to evaporate from the top of the extraordinarily expensive paint. A tampon sucked up the offending water without contaminating the paint and cured the problem in just a few seconds. Apparently, it also works wonders with sucking up water from diesel too. So the rewards are insurmountable. And eight years later, after one planet lap under my belt, I was still learning something new most days. And now, over 20 years later, with another half circumnavigation and many miles through inland waterways, plus working on commercial vessels, I teach maritime. And the magic of that is, I teach like a woman wants to learn. Now, men find this interesting at first, and then they find it useful and refreshing. The other plus is that I get it. I really get how people feel when they are at the start. I understand the overwhelming, confusing feelings being thrust from a life you're in control of to starting again. Teaching skippers tickets for a registered training organisations means I have trained young and old. I know what people with different levels of ability and different levels of skill need. I have the skill to teach several different ways at once and I really understand how to make the boating world real and relevant when sitting in the classroom. So those days of foundering and not knowing what I'm doing have really paid off. So there you go, I've just been blowing my own trumpet. And why not? I bring my skills and my experience to every class. I also bring my doubts, my fears and my learnings, all from experience. The first year's struggle is a dim and distant memory that still makes me shudder. Our worldwide Wardoo friends stay in touch with us. We have boating buddies scattered around the world and find ourselves magnetically attracted to any being that likes moving. The watery life offers immense rewards, those fine 360-degree views, witnessing the first sparks of light on the newborn day, dolphins playing on the bow, and kindred spirits always ready to assist in difficult times and enjoy those unique flaming sunsets. So next time you meet a new boatie, ask them about them. Take into account the odd boating language and find out what makes them tick. Take time to explain what confounds you, where your enigmas lay. The newcomer finding their way in our esoteric world may well come up with a gem just for you. And if you're new to boating, don't lose heart. Just be patient, relax, gravitate to those who want to help you without condescending you and enjoy your life on the water. I hope you found this story useful. If you'd like to read this article and view more tips on this subject, go on over to sistershiptraining.com and click on articles. On that website, you'll find more podcasts, videos and articles and the subscribe button. 
or follow us on Sistership Training Facebook page. If you want to tell me about your story, and please do, whichever end you're at, go on over to Turning Your Cruising Dreams Into Reality Facebook page. I'd love to chat to you there about the challenges you face. But that's all we've got time for today. My name is Jackie Parry, and it's been good to have your company. I hope to catch up with you again soon, and I wish you safe sailing.